comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hey everybody, I am The Walking Dead, so fear me, okay? This is episode... <laughs> 271 of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Here's the Walking Dead. The episode's title is Today and Tomorrow. Uh, we get some jam from Ginny and we get some broken records and all kinds of fun stuff. But allow me to, uh, introduce, uh, my co-hosts and cohorts, uh, to my metaphorical right, Mr. Aaron Newworth. Hey there. And to my imaginary left, <laughs> Richard the Chubtoe Sheldon. Hello. I'm imaginary. Well, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I've had, dude, I've had a hell of a week. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for the kind word tonight. Hey, we love you, bro. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, tonight's episode, Today and Tomorrow, it's one of those episodes uh, where we kind of break off. Like, this mm-hmm. episode is all uh, Al and Morgan. Beside you got Daniel and Grace. Grace. I remember it this time. God damn, I'm awesome. <laughs> okay. I keep wanting to just call her poor radiation. I feel so bad. <laughs> Just but, remember, you want to say grace for the poor radiation, lady, and that'll help remember. Oh, thanks. We're saying amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, but we start out this episode, the open is uh, is Lonnie James playing to the camera talking. And this is like, what really struck me about this opening scene that really stuck with is that this is the most he's opened up about his family. Yeah. Ever, I can remember. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I like, Rick knew Dwayne, right? But, like, is, is this whole thing about the Father's Day card and his brother and all this, like, this is, like, a lot of backstory we've never heard. And I I, you know, I, was, I was saying before we started recording, this is another episode of Fear the Walking Dead, Save for Me, by Lenny. He's, uh, it's, it's, he sells it. Again, I, 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 I think I said this in the last episode I was on, you know, that I, I feel like the acting exceeds the writing sometimes on the show. And they're yep. able to, like, sell writing that you might not buy from a lesser, you know, actor. And I thought this was kind of the case here. It turns out to be a really great scene with uh, with uh, Lenny uh, James, and he's you know, playing right to the camera. I kind of like the filter they use on Al's camera too. And another yeah. thing, and another thing I wanted to mention real quick because I'll probably forget as we go on. I like the way Al uses her camera as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, in the opening scene, um, you have Morgan and Al, and they're uh, they're packing up uh, stuff. They want to. There are they're kind of they don't have an argument, but they're talking about like. Morgan wants to go out and put out more boxes. He wants to avoid the convoy, kind of. And Al is like, you know, we're running out of gas. We're kind of, you know, we've never been this far west. Maybe we should go back. And he's like, no, we got to get these boxes out. It's important that we go out and do good. So, reluctantly, Al's like, well, okay, we'll see how, you know, see how far we can get with the gas. We they go back to the truck and they're starting to, you know, get ready to go. And immediately Al, like, pulls out a rifle, starts looking around, and Morgan's, what's going on? And it turns out there were three tanks somebody stole their tank they got weapons out they're looking around and uh, al spots him first he's just this dude he's kind of he looks beat up and haggard and stuff 
He's, uh, and uh, pouring the gas furiously into this car and looking around, hoping, and Al says something like, uh, the battery's probably dead anyway, dude. And it startles him, you know. He pulls out, he, he like drops the gas and pulls out this little knife. He's like, get back, you know, get back. And obviously between Al and Morgan talks him into putting the knife down. I, I will say, um, and there's still more to the sequence, but I really like this opening. Um, I, I, I think this episode as a whole, like, We'll get to, I guess, some, you know, overall thoughts, but I do think that there are like two really good action set pieces in this episode, which I was just really a big fan of. I mean, as far as having this show that, you know, is ostensibly a zombie show, giving, letting it deliver on those aspects every now and then, whether it's the, you know, the apocalyptic world they're in or just like the nature of the walkers, like this episode does a good job of being like, Here's two really good scenes to show you what kind of desperate situation these people are in. And I appreciated that. It was, uh, it, uh yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was wondering what he was so afraid of, obviously a weapon. But before they can, like, even talk to him or whatever, four dudes on horses uh, armed to... The horse are, people. The horse people. The, the horsemen's. The Bojacks. I, I've heard them called the, <laughs> set, the settlers. Yeah, I've um, heard that, the pioneers. I've, I've, I, I like the um, idea of not having an official name for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am... The unofficial... The unofficially named group of people who ride horses. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I agree with both of you. The opening to this this uh, episode was very, very well, very strong. I think that it has to do to what you're saying, Jim, with the, the certain characters that we follow because the caliber of the actor, like you were saying. But with that said, like I'm at a complete opposite stance on this episode from where I was on last week's episode. Hmm. Um, I thought that there was a lot really good about this episode. I even kind of am buying into the concept of what they're attempting to do with these uh, group to be named later. Um, we can call least, horse people for now, I guess. I, just, and, I keep thinking of centaurs when that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or Bojack Horseman. Right, yeah. right. But but at least if 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 what I think they're trying to do, I, I kind of buy into that. I, I, I'm a little warmer on Ginny, but I still am not sold on on the character. But I definitely not sold on the actress's voice. I don't know what it is. It just it drives me nuts. But um, yeah, and this opening, though, just just to see like this is, I think, the second person we've seen now that was escaping the horse people. And um, and I just now realized you can't see me doing finger quotes in the air, but I'm doing them. Um, what if but, it was great? Love, there's a great reveal where they actually like really are horse people. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, 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 they're dusters that they're always wearing or concealing the enormous horses parts that are I, like under. I have a question outside of the few great people, reveal. Jenny and her other leaders. Have we seen any of the other ones not on a horse? Because maybe they're part like they're they're. They're like conjoined twins. And or think, something uh, I th- something I think about here is like, okay, first you know in the original Walking Dead we had one horse, then we had no horses. Now horses everywhere. They bred them. I mean they they've went further west. I guess is where the horses. Yes. You know that's where all the. Honest, did either of you watch that show? Um, I think it was called Revolution or Evolution. Revolution. Yeah. Where the yeah, all J. the electricity J.J. Abrams yeah. revolution. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, one thing that I thought was cool about, or interesting note on that was the fact that, you know, everything reverted kind of back to pre-electricity, including horse-drawn carriages. You know, the modes of transportation changed back to kind of how they were 
back in the 1800s and before and everything else. And that is one thing about The Walking Dead that has kind of not bothered me, but been in the back of my mind of where's all the livestock? Where I mean, I know some of it got eaten, some of it died off and everything else, but I would expect there to be more people riding horses in this apocalypse. So it's kind of good to see this in that way because it kind of confirms to me that, yeah, civilization is moving on in ways um, and they're not just hoofing it everywhere or stealing gas to drive trucks into things. So it's cool. I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of location and, and just, you know, further way to separate the two series, obviously, as well. Okay, so we're, uh, we were talking, you were talking in general about Ginny, I think, at some point. And I just wanted to say that Ginny, I thought at first she was going to be like a, um, a Negan 2.0, but now she seems to be more like a Governor 2.0. Like, oh, look at how, how much good our community is thriving and, you know, all this other stuff when actually underneath that something more sinister is going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, that's what I was referring to as to if it's what I think they're trying to accomplish with this group, I, I, I think I'm liking what they're going to do. And I think what they're trying to do is a redo, a do-over of the governor storyline that they didn't do as well in the parent show. Now, I like that governor, but I will say I didn't like it as much as I like the governor in the comic book or what they did in the comic versus what they did on the show with Woodbury. So if if they're going to kind of retell that story but better, I'm all for it, as long as it's just not the same tropes and crap like that. But Because um, that's what I got out of this episode, too, was she does seem more governor-like, or at least this organization seems more Woodbury-like. I suppose. I, I'm not getting that read entirely, but I can I can see some strands there. No pun intended, I guess. Uh, now, we were, the, now we were saying, now we were saying before that someone else had run away from the um, the settlers, horse people, centaurs, whatever we're going to call it. <laughs> um, I was reading online that um, the young woman that uh, was on the run that Wes saved in Leave What You Don't before last, yeah, yeah, uh, was probably his <laughs> sister Janice. Yeah, that adds up from this episode. Oh, I didn't think it, that's a good catch. I bet you're right. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't take credit for that. I read that. Um, her, uh, Morgan and Al, uh, see these, uh, you know, coming. They grab, uh, Tom. They all hide in the minivan. And Al, like I said, Al using her camera as a, as kind of like a, a thing like weapon, the viewfinder of the camera, uh, and the lens to be able to see without them seeing her that there are four of them, uh, all on horseback, all heavily, and where they are in relation to where they are. And they have a close call with, uh, a gas cap. Now, why didn't they just leave the gas cap there? There's 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 trash in the street. In yeah, that didn't shot. make sense to me. No, 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 Other no, no, than no, no. creating a tension moment, I didn't yeah, exactly. understand either. No, no, because they would inspect it further. If they see a gas, if they see a stray gas cap lying in the street next to this car, they're gonna check the car. Even if they don't expect to find anything, they'd be like, "Well, someone clearly found something interesting here. Let's check it out." Or maybe they want to take try to take gas from the car. Any number of things. I, I get it. Like it. It's a, I, it's a, it's a reasoning, like, as opposed to like, oh, I dropped my shoe or whatever nonsense. Yeah, like, right. I can see that, but <laughs> I think it would have been, it should have been fine if they left it, you know? So I don't know. It's just, I mean, it just call, yeah. it calls less attention to yourself if you have nothing there as opposed to something. Here's the <laughs> thing I was thinking at the time. So the fact that she got it and everything was fine, I was okay with it. If that had, if they'd been discovered and that got them captured, I would have been pissed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because that would have been, to me, it was kind of unnecessary, but I see what you're saying, too. So. I mean, yeah, for one thing, it's a good source of tension. But, I mean, yeah, I get the logic as far as, you know, leave nothing there. What did I watch that had a gas cap involved? There's someone, like, snuck something in a gas cap. It's like a bug. Ah, oh, that's going to bug me. Some series. I just had to replace the gas cap on my car. Is that what you're thinking of? No, there was some series where someone, like, they, they had a bug on their car and they couldn't find it. Then they realized it was in the gas cap. Ah, that's going to get me. You keep talking. I'm going to think about this. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great place to put a microphone in a gas cap. Well, like no, just like a tracker, like a reasonable way to track. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, they finally get uh, they finally get past the horse dudes after a close call, and uh, uh, Al turns on the camera, of course, and has Tom start talking. And Tom, it's, sit. sorry, it's better call Saul. That's what it is. It's better call Saul. It's Mike. Oh, okay. Mike gets a like. Like I think Gus puts a tracker in his skin. That's how they found him. Anyway, is that okay. last season? Yeah, he was either last season or the season before. Okay, because I'm two seasons behind on that, so that's why I didn't yeah. recognize what you were talking. About. I knew it was some like show like that was like it's like it's not Breaking Bad, but it's it's like what's like Breaking Bad? The spinoff <laughs> of Breaking Bad, of course. <laughs> Stay tuned for our Steelbook Funko Pop and Better Call Saul podcast. <laughs> that's right. Uh, he was the uh, like the president of the the townhouse for the pool. You know, they they were doing okay. They were, like, trying to grow their own food, and uh, they had water from the pool as a reservoir, yada, yada, yada. But then things started to go awry, and that was when the horse people showed up. Title of well, and, um, let me interrupt just for a quick second. So according to Skybound, they're using the name The Horseman. Okay. So if you want to if you want to have an official name, that's what they're using. So well, I guess that's better than horse people. Yeah. A little gender bias, just saying. I was going to say, what about the horse <laughs> mimic? But okay. You can just call him the horse rider. Then. Yeah. Oh, well. Yep. How about Ginny's crew? There you go. They they remind me very much. I don't know if anybody who listens has ever played uh, the Fallout video. Oh, yeah. But they were, the uh, Ginny's group reminds me very much of the NCR. Oh. The, the New California Republic. Yeah. In, uh, in uh, the Fallout games, it's like, yeah, we want to give you a better way of life as long as it's our way. That kind of thing. Um, immediately after hearing her story, Al is like, don't worry, we'll get Janice out of there. And I was just like, what? You want to try to go into this place you've never been before, Metal Gear Solid style, all by yourself, Al, and get this woman out you've never met before. Interesting. Well, We yeah. find out... <laughs> uh She's, like, by herself for, like, literally five minutes before Morgan catches up with her. <laughs> and Morgan's, like, messing with her plan to... Who you know, all saw that coming? Out. I did. <laughs> well, of course. Because Morgan is. can't leave any... Can't leave that alone. You know Morgan. Come on. <laughs> anyway, um, so they, they decide to go in together. And uh, they have one of the, uh, the least stealthy experiences in the complex ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see, like, a whole bunch of people coming in and out on horseback. They... They go in at night after uh, using a zombie to bait out the guard. Uh, they sneak in. They get inside where the, uh, you know, and like I said, they don't know what this woman looks like. They don't, they've never been in there before. Right. I was just like, well, they're just going to, and I'm like, how are they going to do this? And I see, you know, here's Morgan we're just walking around going, Janice. Well, yeah, Janice. I, I kept thinking, man, <laughs> they keep rolling a one on their stealth check. How are the other people? Are they all rolling one on their perception checks? Because what then, in the hell? And then, uh, and then uh, Morgan gets in the room there, and I guess there's a walker in the closet or in another part of the room, and the walker just keeps getting louder and louder behind the door. 
And uh, Morgan just kind of stands there as the tension builds. It gets louder and louder and louder. Finally opens the door and takes out the walker, but the walker, like, falls off the balcony. But why? Why did he... Why? I don't know. I mean, obviously, if if she's the walker, well, your mission failed. If she's not the walker, you know she's not behind that door, or she'd be a walker. Um, you could hear the walker growling. Yeah, and so it was why, like, why would Obviously a walker. Yeah, I, don't... I mean, yeah, like, all of this stuff is like... All right, like this is, <laughs> it's a lot of like, we're building this up, we're getting this thing. It's like, you kind of know the outcome's going to be one thing or the other. It's not real, but like, it all leads to the whole pool sequence. So, like, right. I can't yeah. say that I'm too bad about that because the pool sequence is oh, awesome. Oh, great. Yeah. And, and uh, honest, to be honest, I mean, I'm just being a little nitpicky there. It doesn't well, really sure, matter yeah. either way. It's just, it, to me, I was just kind of like, why would you open that door? <laughs> but, but I, was, I get it. For, for story and visual purposes, it made sense. So yes, I get well, it. Well, I was, while I was watching it, I was, I literally was going, shh, shh, you're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> Meanwhile, Al finds another part of the complex. She pulls out the biggest camera light in the world and starts videotaping these like boards that have all these, uh, for planting and it shows a map with bees on it. That was kind of smart though, in a way. I yeah, mean, I just, to, I, to film that, but yeah, you don't need to pull out Gotham City's bat signal to do it. People would just think it was like all of a sudden a poltergeist room or something, that bright light came from nowhere, you know? Um, see Zelda, Zelda Rubenstein turning the corner. This house anyway. is Walker for me. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm like, okay, well, if they don't, they don't get caught for, um, you know, um, Morgan's lo- uh, noisy walker. They're definitely going to get caught for this bright light that she's shining that all, all these, uh, you know, dry erase boards. Nope, that doesn't happen. What happens is um, when they fall in the pool, <laughs> and uh, she falls in the pool and gets attacked by a zombie in the pool, and then Morgan jumps in to help her, <laughs> and they're swimming in the pool, and they're trying to kill the zombie. She gets killed by, or she gets attacked by the zombie he let out of the closet. Yeah, right. There's, <laughs> I mean, there's just something always cool about, like, action scenes underneath water to me. Like, it's just always just a cool thing to do. So if I'm getting, like, walkers yeah. grabbing at people, and you try, like, and it's just, like, this neat to see. So I'm all for it. Like, it's regardless of how, like, I got to this place, I'm like, yeah, I'm into this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting what you see, because, like, it is weird how underwater stuff, because, like, somehow for some reason i've missed the skeleton twins for the last few years and i watched it this weekend and that whole scene where she tight well you know what i'm talking about i know scene, it's right? just like i don't want to i don't want to spoil like, it for anybody we're, has talking, we're talking about like the walking dead you're like the skeleton twins this quirky indie comedy from a couple <laughs> years ago go hater right but and, i just uh, that, and Kristen wig right yeah i okay. literally watched it right before i watched Fear the Walking Dead. This yeah, week. okay. So I was like, back to back pool action scenes. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, good movie, by the way. Yeah, it's good. The uh, the same Walker takes Al by surprise. Well, Morgan jumps in and saves her, and then all of a sudden they find themselves surrounded by Ginny. In the morning, the horsewoman offers some jam. It's like strawberry or rhubarb. Strawberry or rhubarb. What? It you, looked you, good. I like yeah. a good homemade jam. Oh, we always put. Uh, so the, the, the horse won't jam and compliments them on their ducking. You know, I, I didn't think about marketing. And uh, Morgan and Al are like, what about our friends? And she says, you know, well, your friends are all fine, unless you consider Logan a friend. In that case, condolences. Jenny told Morgan and Al she was doing what they were trying to do. 
Uh, she, uh, she's, you know, Morgan says that his group doesn't kill people, and uh, she's like, spaghetti ain't simple. It's usually messy one way or the other. Who else besides me thought of Daryl at that moment? I, I totally thought of him. <laughs> I was waiting for her to say something about cake, and we'd have, like, a trifecta or something. <laughs> um, and then um, Al makes a, st- uh, qu- asks a question about uh, about a helicopter. Kind of an oblique question, kind of feeling her out. But the helicopter went off. Like, and uh, it's a helicopter. We just got a gas supply. Yes, incredulous. There's no tie to Isabel. That was Alex. Yeah, with, right? but th- I, I don't know. I just felt like there was something she was holding back, too. I don't feel that at all. I and it like may it. not be related to the helicopter people, but I don't know. It was just weird because if they've had their eyes and ears as open as they seem to have had them open, how have they not spotted or heard one of these helicopters? Because, I mean... They're flying around, not every day, but we've had two groups we follow in the zombie apocalypse in two areas, different areas of the country. <laughs> to, to be fair, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, where we where the helicopter was was when they flew their plane way somewhere else where the horse people presumably aren't. So Good I mean, point. Good point. A, yeah. I, did, I didn't think of that good point. But, it, yeah, who knows? I don't who deny, knows? yeah, I mean, you know. There's only so many things flying around, so you'd probably notice if it happened, but at the same time, we don't know enough about the geography to think that the horse people... (laughs) But I was very happy about that reveal there, because that says that, yes, this group might be a threat, but that bigger threat still looms out there, although I should have realized that, because they're saving that for whatever Rick movie they're doing, but still. Um, It was interesting, too, that you know uh, Morgan kind of calls Al on the fact that... uh, that's why she wanted to go in there was to find out about that, not to save uh, Janice. You know, mm-hmm. Thompson. I was wondering, was he going to, re- or was she going to reveal to Morgan where she knew her from? Because she told him everything, but she never, unless I missed it, she never said it was when she was separated off from the group, right? Yeah, she never. So she, yeah, she never went over the like. Yeah, meeting Isabel and all that. She just right. more more of a. Oh, okay, right. She so she's still she's still Isabel. keeping it from everyone, but um, Jenny. Yeah. Yes. Yes, but she wasn't or, even keeping it. Or from June, Jenny. not not Jenny. June. 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 Yeah. So June's still the only one in the group that knows about her little tryst off while she was gone. Yes. Okay. Gotta keep all the soap opera details in a row. It's very important. Yep. Um, so Jenny sends Morgan and uh, Al on their on their merry way. They even give Al back her footage that she shot at the complex because Jenny wanted her to show it off. Good promo. And uh, as a special party gift for Morgan, uh, her woodworker is stick. She says, "See it yet?" And as they walk off, uh, she's like, "Go on, suck on a stone when you could be slurping." <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, I don't have too much opinion either way, but I'm I'm not like down on the like the, it's something unique for the show and just in general as opposed to like you know another white dude with a mustache twirling action going on. It's like I, I I can it's not like my favorite villain, but it's it's a it's a different flavor of villain and even villain yeah. quotation marks. Yeah. I, I like her a lot more this week than I did last week, but there's still something about that act of boy. I don't know. It just think- grates me. The thing about her voice that gets me in, I didn't think of this until the other day when I saw the preview for uh, Castle Rock. Her character kind of reminds me of Annie Wilkes from Misery. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, oh, like these, these, yeah. like these little folksy, uh, you know, aphorisms while she breaks your legs. Right. You know? I, yeah, I can see that. Yep. The other hand. Uh, never, uh, meanwhile, in the other uh, stories, uh, we have Grace and Daniel. First, they, uh, they bond over some Fanta flavors. Turns out Grace likes grape and finds a bummer. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she's trying to get some solar panels off the, uh, the top of the, uh, the mall for their future home. Which, I don't know, I've gotten a little bit, but whatever. And, uh, meanwhile, Daniel decides to, uh, indulge in some classic vinyl. Uh, get, he starts getting, there's a record store, like, right there. So, and, uh, he's showing off, uh, he lists off, like, Chuck Berry and Chun Lee Hooker and the Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> did something, okay, we'll, we'll get to this. Uh, but did something, there's another thing we'll get to, but did something stick out about Daniel this week? Like, did he seem like, overly chippy yeah but it also that's part i'm not of what complaining I, about it no I'm no just, i'm not but just, yeah. one of the things about him this episode i i liked it but also he actually made me finally in some way appreciate charlie the fact that we've had this complete 180 on daniel ever since you know all the crap that he dealt with with ophelia dying and all of that stuff spoiler sorry jerry um it was good to hear this story that she being around him is what's brought him back around. So yeah. okay. I, I, I really did like that. And then, you know, so you take that, he's got that in his head, you know, he's trying to be positive for grace. You can see that. Um, and then he finds, I'll tell you what, you give me some hooker, uh, Jolly hooker, uh, um, records vinyl. I'm pretty chipper too. So yeah. I, I get why he was chipper. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that was just like yeah. the way he started this episode. Is like he's coming out here and he's like, "Hey, you want the banta?" Like, what? like he's like, "All right, cool, good on you." But Feeling good. I think, but it Which, kind of also good. The orange is the better of the two Fantas. If you want good grape, get knee high. That's all I'll say. I mean, it's one of the most popular sodas in the world. So, uh, one of the things I, I noticed that kind started of by the know, Third Reich and tries to talk to it three times and realizes he's been muted. The whole time. <laughs> oh, I was wondering. Um, <laughs> Um, it kind of played off into what he was saying too about how he used to be a realist. Yeah, right. And yeah. he has a whole like uh, monologue about how he used. To, yep. you know, it was him and Skidmark for a long time, just them and uh, Skidmark. And, it kind of it does give her like another right. Uh, um, and then they also have a discussion kind of about Grace uh, Morgan, you know, and about how how uh, how do you put it? He made him grin from from uh, ear to ear. No, it wasn't ear to ear. It was, Put a big smile on his head. It was some um, odd turn of phrase. I can't uh -huh. remember. But uh, he really noticed how happy uh, she made him. Uh, so they, uh, after after a while, their truck breaks down. It's pulling too much weight because they had so much stuff. Um, and they, you know, they, they talk while they're on the road. And as they're on the road, they run into a bunch of vinyl disrespecting zombies. Because <laughs> uh, they're carrying, he's carrying a box of records, and then they get attacked by the walkers. He drops the box of records, and he's still trying to pick them up while the I, walker is, like, on him. I'm like, you know what? I collect, I collect, you know, old stuff. I collect toys and VHS, and I'm not going to get bit by a walker. For but I do have to say, as someone who collects vinyl in 2019, where it's getting more common to find stuff, but those rare gems, especially, like, original Lee Hooker albums and stuff like that, is rare. It's hard to find good in... 2019 but without zombie apocalypse so i get it a little bit but at the same time i'm also a big fat chicken shit so i definitely would have been <laughs> running and leaving the records behind so yeah <laughs> anyway the records get all stepped on and vinyl to the zombie and uh, they walk the audience laugh track plays and there's a cut, oh, to, oh, cut oh, commercial oh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh they send. They walk to a nearby bar for shelter. Um, in the morning, uh, Grace scrounges up a 
Cinnabon adjacent breakfast for Daniel. And they talk some more. He asked her to keep an eye on uh, Skid Market Charlie for him if things didn't go the way he expected. In turn, she admitted that she was troubled by Morgan. She says, uh, I thought I could help him. But Daniel's like, but you, you did, you did help him by, you know, making him smile, making him, oh, smile till he ran out of cheek. That was it. So, uh, notice the, uh, noticing that, you know, I'll say it was about losing his traveling Wilburys album. Uh, Grace goes to the stage in this bar they're hiding a guitar up there. The end of the line. They make a joke about Daniel being, because I mean, Ruben Blavis, right? Yeah. So, and then, <laughs> but then we get to this, and it's like, well, this show finally let him sing. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had to put up with, uh, with Sarah Beth. singing in the, or Beth yeah. in the old show, yeah. <laughs> and Carl. Carl. They're going, they're on their way back to the convoy, uh, with Tom Morgan. Al starts to interview him, you know, and then he, uh, he kind of stops in the middle of it. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with this. I don't need to tell the traffic. Yep. I think I'm, I think I'm good. So what starts with him, you know, an episode that starts with him talking to the camera ends with him, like closing the door on that kind of thing. Um, they, uh, they, they get uh, a little closer and then, uh, he tries to radio Grace and, uh, he gets, um, uh, you know, he gets on the, on the walkie talkie and, uh, she is all of a sudden, uh, Daniel tells her, you know, tells him that he, she's incredibly ill, just all of a sudden, uh, she's great. He, uh, wants to get, he wants to get to her really quickly and she said she wanted that too. And, uh, she said she hoped to get to see him smile. But she feared she didn't have much. Now, I don't know anything about radiation sickness and all of that stuff, but, like, she seemed really good, and then suddenly, does it turn that quickly like that? I mean, I don't know. Well, Rich, I think if there's one thing we've established on this podcast in recent weeks, it's our expertise when it comes to things involving nuclear reactors and radiation poisoning. So, I mean, as we know, if you take a shower in time, you're good. If there are mountains in your path, you're probably safe. If you're, if you're, you know, if you've conducted a radiation poisoning disease, you can work your, you know, you can work your tail off for a good, you know, several weeks, but eventually it's going to hit you hard. If you're in a 1950s lead line refrigerator, you're, you're, you're fine. Oh, it was close. It was lead line. (laughs) The the camera showed me it said lead line. It made sense. (laughs) If you're Bill Bixby or Eric Dana or Mark Ruffalo, you're also fine. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> everybody knows about rate what didn't you study this in school man come on you gotta heard about the breaking the groundbreaking work of dr bruce banner yeah gamma yeah it's, it's gamma man so that was the end of the episode today and tomorrow uh can someone shout out our excellent and wonderful uh wonderful thing? sure dcb service Dot com. hey i was getting there i'm trying to pull up the website so uh so we love these folks. They've sponsored us for a long time. I think since the inception of this podcast, at least. And um, uh, and most or all of us are customers of theirs. As a matter of fact, I think there is a box waiting for me outside right now. Um, great discounts. You're looking at if you like comic books, you're looking at forty to fifty percent off the cover price. I mean, that alone is worth it right there if you've been in a comic shop recently. I mean, support your local shops, but man, if you're buying comics, the best way to buy them is to get them 40 and 50% off through DCBS. Um, but it's not just comic books. Um, all the nerd collectibles, anything from, you know, your statues, action figures, t-shirts, um, you know, 
replicas of Negan's bat, all of that kind of stuff. They have it on there, um, you know, at a discounted price. And what's better is you think, you know, I'm paying, getting such a discount. It's probably going to come in some ratty box floating around, no packaging, nothing. You're wrong because they lovingly package it together, cover it in a nice cellophane wrap, then use, uh, Con, what is contour foam or whatever and put it so your shipment is not moving around those books come to your door as they did when they came off the press so at 40 to 50 percent off you cannot beat that and i would fail if i didn't mention their sister site in stock trades where if it's a if you want to find a trade paperback paperback just a trade of any comic series you enjoy or one you've heard of that you'd like to get into you're looking at those same type of discounts there and if you spend 50 or more dollars it's free shipping you can't beat that you can't beat dcb service enjoy their service patronize their service we we thank them Thanks. I, I'm picturing Chubb being let off like James Brown off the off the stage now with a big <laughs> cape on him. You know, the band plays him off. Hey! He's covered in sweat, covered in sweat. Uh, oh, one more time! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chubb. Thanks. As you know, uh, no, uh, we like to uh, give out Toby rating. Tonight is no exception. And so Chubb is being let off to stage right. Uh, Aaron, what is your Toby rating? You know, I, I don't have, like hard feelings on this episode either way. I don't think it's a bad episode by any means. It just didn't do anything to, like, really, you know, beyond the two action sequences that I met, like the opening and the pool sequence, and just the notion of uh, Ruben Blades, you know, singing on the show. Like, that's always fun as well. Um, I guess the most compelling thing that happened for me this week was seeing Morgan get a new stick, because that's been, like, a, a weirdly dramatic arc for him this season. Uh, so I, I guess about, like, three and a half Tobys. Like, I, talking it out maybe, like, a little bit more. Uh, like again, I didn't dislike it. It just like it didn't really, it, it wasn't like stirring me in the way that certain other episodes have, or like bothering me in ways that other episodes have. So it's like, yeah, all right, it's doing its job. So yeah, three and a half Toby's. Rich. Um, yeah, it, I have to say, after the huge disappointment that was last week's episode, um, this was a complete turnaround for me. Now it's not a, a super great episode, like what Aaron is saying there. You know, it's it's, but it's not a bad episode either and i'm i'm kind of in the same place it the 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 equestrian group has warmed up to me a little bit um i really 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 enjoyed all of the morgan scenes i mean he just him and al that they're they're a dynamic duo on this show that really really works out on missions so to speak um seeing uh daniel Chipper, I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm always happy when Skidmark is on screen. Um, I thought the the um, oh wait, can I, can I clip that out of context sometime? What what did I say? <laughs> I'm always happy when Skidmark is up on screen. Yeah, I'm surprised that's the first time he said it. It it may not it's be. First, it's probably the first time I've recorded him saying it. But go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh uh. Everything and 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 when him and Gray sing end of the line by the traveling Wilkesbury, <laughs> I thought that was great. I mean, all of it was just that was some good stuff. And um, I would say three and a half, but I'm a little above. I'll go three point seven five. Toby's on this one, and hopefully the trajectory for the next what we have two more episodes stays positive for me. So cool. 
I give it a three and a half. I'm with Aaron on this. It was, uh, it was a above average episode. I thought, and again, uh, the good acting on the show. Uh, I thought Ruben Blades was really, uh, you know, quietly effective in some of it, uh, there with Grace and, uh, you know, Lenny James is always, always game for, uh, for, for good, uh, good acting, good scenes. Uh, like I was saying before, it seems like his, I mean, his prowess kind of, uh, for me in some scenes, like out, outstripped the writing. I like the, the, what the scenes they're setting up with Ginny. Um, you know, again, I, I, she's only been in a couple episodes, so my, whatever kind of hypothesis I have about her, just that, you know, so I like seeing what's going on, that mystery kind of unfold. Like the scene with Al, like looking at the dry race boards with all the keys, I'm like, wow, this is a picture thing that I thought it was going to be, you know what I mean? I thought it was just going to be like maybe a settlement or two, but it seems like they've taken over like almost all of East Texas. Uh, so yeah, three and a half, three and a half Tobies. But, uh, who cares what we think? Well, hopefully it is long, but, we also like to ask you what you think uh, in our Facebook group. Aaron, it's just uh, you know, facebook.com slash group slash podcast. Join the group and you can uh, chime in with your Toby Road. And we're getting we're getting ready for the parent show to come back. Wow, we got yeah. nine comments this week. That's like nine times uh, more than usual. That's exactly what <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so, gonna... so, summer, summer's almost over. People are getting back to it. So like, have time to, get to, time to get to our Toby rating requirements again. No, no more time for summer fun. But um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to mention thank you very much for the uh, the rally in the Toby ratings this week. I think we only had like a couple weeks we only ago we only had like. But it helped <laughs> that I, I put we're recording tomorrow. I think in the thread name as well. Yeah, that probably did help. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, we start off with Kevin Barry two point seven five. I would like to know all of the albums Daniel's out of five. Uh, I like the character moments, but I am just really annoyed by Virginia. I am looking forward to the final episodes. Let's see what happens. Johnny Stower, uh, 4.25. Oh, you have a great wood fixer, eh? How come he didn't stain the wood to match? Because he really got lazy out of five. Uh, finally, a better freaking episode. What happened to Morgan's brother? That's new info on a 10-year-old character. Uh, I like how kind of, sort of, getting small, very small hints about the group. Anyone get a look at that map real good? Where all those keys uh, with group names just in Texas? Yeah, Johnny, I was just mentioning, I, I froze frame, and it looked like they were all in, like, uh, most of East Texas and some of West, like a, a big portion. Uh, yeah, it didn't pan out, but uh, uh, it linked, it gonna link up soon, I think, because of the way Al is acting. I mean, you must be talking about the helicopter people thread in the story. Uh, did you guys catch when the records were on the ground, they showed the walkers walking over the records? Yes, I did. Did you see the guy in the country hat? No, I did not. It was Beta from The Walking Dead. In the comics, he is famous, but I guess they're going to change it to a different famous median. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, I think he meant more... medium. Yeah, medium. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, a couple more weeks. That doesn't make change it to a different medium. Oh, oh, okay. I see. In the comics. yeah, gotcha. All right. I now I get it. Although I am I'm curious because I'm concerned right now, Johnny. You're not having a stroke or anything, are you? Because I think he's just using auto dictate. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? That's what usually happens. I mean, Yuki Yoshi kind of does his own spelling. I just That's true. Do, what I do is I just do a Ron Burgundy and I read what's here. <laughs> uh, a couple more weeks till Walking Dead. And I'm really Darren Apple. Four. If you kill Grace, we riot out of five. Wow. Uh, I fell behind due RL, but uh, have binged the last four. And, uh, Jenny was great. Apple Stone on his neck and have great faith. She can annoy the skid marker. Darren Apple adds Kenpai. Uh, Dre Irvin. Four Tobies. 
I'm in a cow annoying and full of herself, Ginny. It will make her impending death much more satisfying. Though I will lose it if Grace dies. Morgan deserves some happy. Okay, everybody sit back. Yuki, Yoshi Sawada. A lot of it. Four, it's all connected. Ah, an old podcast. Uh, one, okay. I might be slow on this, but what is Morgan's deal? I mean, what is he running from exactly? Oh, do you think he ever talked about Alexandria in those tapes? Two. The look Daniel has when he told the fields were lost. He looked like he needed to punch some. Three. So the horse club is like a subsidiary of the CRM. Hmm, the series really wants us to remember that these guys at four. Paradise Ridge needs more than one guard. <laughs> yeah, that was a good call on your... Uh, five. So I'm the only one who thought Al got bit? Like twice in the pool scene? Also, that wanted a six... So, like I said, the Horse Club are a subsidiary and probably don't know much about CRM. 7. Also, who in the helper group do you think are A's and B's? Still don't know what that means. I think he meant the wa- the walkie. The walkie-talkie is rude. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah, that auto-dictate. Auto wow. Um, 8. Grace is the unluckiest person in the apocalypse. Uh, 9. The song Grace and Daniel sing is called End of the Line, which is the name of the last episode. 10. We know the new spinoff will take place with sheltered youths. Maybe there's kids who are members of the CRM, and that's how we'll learn about this community and maybe lead into The Walking Dead, the movie Rick Grimes, and Quest for Hope, working title. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What's Atomic Man? Uh, I've, been bu- I've been busy, so I've been unable to share my unnecessarily long busters. Hopefully I made it since I saw no likes. Kempai. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mark Richards. I like as we read these. So if you see them suddenly get liked by me, that means we're recording. Because <laughs> I don't look at them until we record. Mark Richards, four out of five swimming walkers. The episode was a little slow to get going for me, but I did enjoy it. Uh, strange how the new big bad seemed to be nice to Morgan and Al when they weren't around to the others. And wow, Morgan now has a full length stick again. <laughs> Hope they don't kill off Grace. Uh, Yuki Yoshi added to that, uh, Virginia's group, the Horse Club, as I've been calling them, are help sharks. Just like money sharks, they'll give you what you need, but you will owe them their debt down the line. Uh, with labor interest. Also, Morgan is a bad leader. Uh, Rick Grimes, he is not. Kenpai. Kenpai. So, that is our episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast for this week. Uh, Aaron? Where can people find you on the internet if they want to find more of your sparkling content? All over the place. Um, I co-host a podcast called Out Now, Out There, Internet Abe with my friend Abe. We talk about the weekly movie releases. Uh, this very week, we had a fun episode talking about The Goldfinch, which you probably didn't see because it made like $2 million at the box office this weekend. But we had a fun conversation anyway about that film and many other things, including if Darth Vader is a bad dad. Uh, but what else? Uh, I write weekly movie re- reviews as well as uh, some TV reviews. I'm currently covering Preacher in its final stretch over at We Live Entertainment. And um, you can find everything else on my blog, thecodezeep.com, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Sweet. Rich? Well, I'm on the socials at chubtoad01. Um, and, yeah, you won't hear me talking about the goldfinch. Didn't quite get the tiff bump that Hustlers did. Um, but that's about it. This podcast and other ones on the network occasionally. But, uh, yeah, at chubtoad01. And I also just want to tease that in about a month from now, we'll be rolling out our first episode of our new Watchmen podcast. Uh, we watch the Watchmen. Or who watches just, I think it's just going to be who watches Watchmen, as there is no, I don't know, we haven't decided. But we're going to be covering HBO's Watchmen. <laughs> uh, 
um, episode by episode. We could just uh, call it the Watchtower Podcast. No, because then that's the Jehovah's Witness. Well, I was going to say we could pull in all the Jehovah's Witness, you know, crowd. So The Venn diagram there is actually pretty significant. So <laughs> Who is the one Rorschach who died for you? Anyway, um, that will be starting up soon here on the HHP Peepers Peel for that. Uh, Fiverr.com, if you would like some voice acting uh, work done by yours truly. Also do um, have uh, gigs up for video and audio podcasts, all kinds of other stuff. Uh, Jim Deeds 840 at com on SoundCloud and ePodcast. Uh, we're going to be kicking into high pretty from Gen Con on that network. And Nothing's On every week. Sunday morning at 7 a.m. we record it uh, with uh, Donnie Salvo. He's the funny one. Daryl, he's the mogul. And I'm the guy who shows up with the news and tries to keep them on track. Not very, It's a real fun listen. It's over on the Chiller Network of Podcast. Hey, Jim. Yeah. With all that, which is a lot, Two kids and a catering business. When do you sleep? When I'm dead. Ah. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for listening. We appreciate it as always. And there's no more room in hell than the dead walk the earth. Remember, you can make spaghetti, but it's always going to be messy. Especially if Daryl eats it. It's not going to be around very long. True. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's
Thanks for coming out. Please drink that beer. All right.